getting dicey. <laughs> So you've um, opened up this door, you've seen this creature on his bed with a, a vial placed up against one of his legs, uh, this weird crustacean claw-like appendage <laughs> holding the neck of that vial, and uh, and a, a gentle a bow in his human hand just gently playing across its strings. Um, and then the music uh, comes to a stop. Does it? There we go. <laughs> Um, and he looks up at you, Baron, in the doorway and, and says, How may I help you? Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi. Um, oh, my name's Brintel. Hey, guys. Um, is someone in here with two heads? And he hiccups. He's like, <laughs> My name's Cloven. Why don't you come in and sit down and listen to me play? Okay. Yeah, thanks. Thanks very much. I'll, I'll walk in. Where should I sit? Um, okay, we'll walk into the room. I can give you a bit of a description of this room now. Um, it's a it's a very tall room. It's a um, it's got a pitched roof, and in the middle of the room, uh, a rope uh, comes down, which is attached to a bell. It's like a little belfry that you're in at the moment. Um, there's mm-hmm. on the near the western wall. There's a wooden table, and there's a black shroud covering what looks to be a humanoid shape on this table. Um, oh. And your movement into the room and the music playing before does nothing to stir what is uh, on that table. Um, the uh, then there's just the bed that is uh, clo- cloven, cloven is sitting on, um, yep. and there looks to be quite a few wine bottles scattered around the bed, and he does look to be maybe a little inebriated. Um, just to, does it just look to, like he's got any extra wine? Possibly, possibly you'd have to ask. He stands maybe four foot seven inches tall. He's uh, quite a barrel-shaped guy. His right head is fully formed and combines the features of a patchy-haired man with those of a goat, complete with stubby little horns. His left head is about half the normal size and has a soft cherubic face partly covered with crocodile hide. Uh, He's got a crab pincer, as mentioned, and a human hand. Um, and a bear's paw where his right foot should be. And he's wearing these uh, robes which don't seem to be fitting him very well and being fastened with this hemp and rope. Oh, fantastic. Um, hey, do you mind if I bring in my skeletons? They're friendly. They're, they like the viola. Oh, if they like the viola, they'll love what I'm up to. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, hey, go, come in, guys. Uh, I'll just get my skeletons to come in, and we'll just uh, stand over close, pretty close to him and uh, listen to him playing. Yeah, he, sort of, he lets all of around. you enter, and he closes his eyes and gets back to playing. Um, and the the smaller baby head on his side just closes its eyes as he returns to playing, like it's soothed by the music he's playing. Oh, it starts to go to sleep. Yeah, it's maybe not asleep, but it's, it's like maybe it's just enjoying it, enjoying <clears> the music. <throat> is he very good at it? Um, yeah, he's wonderful. Okay. The, the music well, is very well played. Hearing hearing his music, can I uh, discern whether or not there's any magic woven into it? Yeah, give me... Um, what would be a good role for that from Bill's... Like, you've got a performance... Uh, ability you could roll, I guess, which might work for that. Yep. Give me a performance roll. Sure. 
I rolled a 22. Um, knowing a little bit about magic and music and how it can be utilized, this music sounds very pure. It just sounds like pure music to you. There's nothing magical behind it. It's, um, I just walk into the room and just wiping a tear from my eye. And say, <laughs> it's, uh, it's beautiful. Um, and Cloven says, Oh, thank you very much. I've been practicing every night. I'm visibly uncomfortable at the uncanny atmosphere in the room and the freakish appearance of this man. And I've also noticed the sinister shrouded figure on the bed that appears to not be moving, and I'm eyeing it up with deep suspicion. Yeah, it is not moving at all. Um, I'm just going to... Who's closest to me? I kind of want to elbow them and, like, Morley, shake my head in that direction. Morley's next to you. I'm going to see if they have noticed. <laughs> What? Mm. Mm. There's a, something underneath that blanket. Oh. oh. Something suspicious, probably horrific, given the circumstances we're in. Well, let's not judge him. It could be some sort of a love doll. <laughs> <laughs> that is horrific! <laughs> <laughs> That's so much worse than anything else I can think of. Just on the table for later. Just for later. <laughs> oh my god, no. Don't worry about At the love doll. At least he has the decency to cover yeah, it just up. put the shroud on it. God. No, that's a jewel in my mind. <laughs> I, don't know what it, I don't know what it could be, American. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a, a, a recently departed friend. We've seen some horrible sights in here. Why not both? Cloven. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Hello, Captain Captain Morley at your service. Hello. Hello, Morley. And how are you the, this fine evening? Uh, and he hiccups again. Um, and it was quite a, quite a violent hiccup and kicks one of the bottles on the floor, which rolls a few feet away from his bed. Oh, I'm doing very well, well Frank. I'm doing very well. I'm, do, I'm doing good. Okay. You know, many years ago, Cloven, I was like you. I... Didn't know when to stop. You know, never you could never just stop at one. I'm just saying, you know, think about your, your choices. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's, where were we, we came out, sorry, you, you've really thrown me here. We came in, <clears throat> we actually came in looking for uh, the abbot. You haven't seen the abbot around, have you, Cloven? Oh, you've come in to see the abbot. The abbot is downstairs. He's downstairs. With Vizuka, right. he's, tra- he's just tra- tra- helping her, uh, train training her up for Stroud. With who? Oh, okay. As you were, I'm really enjoying the music. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. What did he just say? Training her up for Stroud? He said he was training someone for Stroud. Uh, yeah. I missed that. What? A potential said- bride for Stroud, perhaps? That would make sense why he's looking for the wedding dress. What was the name of this woman? Uh, the name was Vasilka. Vasilka. It's a nice name. Yeah, try and make something dirty out of that one, Shannon. I'm not the one that does it. I wouldn't either. Do you um? Do you know what they're doing down there? What What do you mean by training? Showing show her how to be a lady. 
wearing, putting books on her head and trying to walk, <laughs> that kind of thing. So, well, not today. Today is etiquette at the table, I believe. I see. What? And what's your role? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And she's, and she's to be wed to Strad. Oh, we can uh, what we're all hoping for. Didn't I tell you this abbot was up to something? Did you say you're all hoping to be with the strat? <laughs> and he's like, just slow blinks in your direction. <laughs> what? No, what? <laughs> so you're all hoping that Vasilka will be married to Strat. And he blinks a couple of times and clears and says, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all hoping that everything will go to plan. Oh. Ooh. I'm going to turn to American. Well, this sounds like a bloody perfect situation, if I'm honest. Let, let, let him have Vasilka. Perfect. Great. Let's go. Let's be on our way. Back to Barovia. Back to, back to the mists. Job done. <laughs> I mean, has Strad requested the hand of this woman in marriage? I, from what I know of him, he's very set on just the one particular woman. Wait, wait, wait. Well, I think we're assuming that Strad only has one wife. Oh, he's a bigamist. <laughs> well, that's what we need happen. to find out. It could happen. Polygamist? Bigamist? <laughs> yeah, well, hmm? uh, what? Yeah, both. The <laughs> abbot clearly feels he has something to gain from providing a bride to Strad. What is mm. that that he wishes to gain? Goat man? Uh, so, so you're asking him what is what? what's the specific question for Clovens? <laughs> what is it that Strad is that uh, the abbot is wishing to gain by arranging a marriage for Strad? Uh, and he stops playing, and he and he gets um up up off the bed, and he's kind of swaying a little bit, uh, looking very intoxicated. He says, "Why don't I take you down to the abbey, the abbot, and you can have a chat to him." Come on, follow, follow me. And the, uh, what, what's the, your role here, Cloven? Um, he goes to walk and stops. Um, he says, "I feed, I play the music, I ring the bell, and then I feed the crew." Oh, um, how do you feed them? I take buckets of food down uh, to the, the barracks—not the barracks where we keep all of them—and locked away, nice and safe. And I give them all food to see them through the night. Right. What do, they food? what do the crew do, Cloven? Well, not, not much. We, we try and uh, keep them away from doing harm out there. And he points out just vaguely away. Oh, right. We keep hmm. them in here so they're safe and, and everybody else can be safe. Well, that's one out of two ain't bad. Right, well, should we go and but, see? Um, where did they come from, the, all the people that you keep here? So, some of them are family. So, so and some of them... Look, the abbot have all, all your answers and more. Okay, thank you, Cloven. Um, and he starts um, walking uh, across the room. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Cloven, I just had to ask before we um, head downstairs. There appears to be... A person-shaped um, thing under the towel on the desk there, and he's just looking that, at you, just blankly. Um, what's up with that? 
Oh, don't worry. They won't bother you. They won't bother you. And he gives the the rope leading to the bell just like a, a, a smack with his hand as he walks past it. Heading over to the side of the room. And, and Baron, you can see just past him is some stairs heading down. Okay. I will follow um, him. Are we going to let this happen? <laughs> this out of character for a second. Let what happen? Let him go down. Sure. Why not? I wouldn't mind peeking under the, the cover. Yeah, you peek, yeah. Peek Can, can I do leave. like a, a whispered spell to use gust on it and just like push the sheet off? <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want to. Just, just so that we don't like have to like explicitly pull the sheet off and I'm like, right. oh, just the wind caught it, you know? I mean, that's up to you. Adam seemed to be quite happy for Morley just to go look under it. It's up. It's up to you guys. I'm out of character, more than happy to kind of, for Morley to kind of start going over there and then a gust of wind blow off. That would be perfect, in fact. Okay, we'll do that. Okay. I'm going to grab the spirits of the wind in my hands and give them a twist. Um, we'll say, Morley, you're, you're probably the closest to the table when that happens, right? Uh, you're focusing on it as you walk towards it. Mirikin, you're on the opposite side of the room and you use this gust. Um, and... Uh, a bit of that shroud moves off and over, so it uncovers maybe uh, half of the body. Um, and what you see beneath that shroud lies a creature of st- stitched together parts. But Morley, you recognize some of those body parts as some of your own. What? Mike, um, cr- <laughs> you you know how like you know <laughs> your body parts, and so. You, you notice and you look at them. It's like markings and stuff that you know are on your body or on parts of this creature. Um, And you, uh, yeah, and and American, you look over and you notice uh, quite a feminine leg that mirrors yours as well with some of the markings you've got. Um, But your eyes are all playing tricks for what truly lies atop uh, the table are chopped up body parts, all of them taken from cold, grey, lifeless women, all of them waiting to be stitched together in something horrid. That flash of that recognition of the body parts disappears and you see it for what it really is. Um, and now and now that you see them on the table, they're not, they're not even nicely packed in the correct shape. They're all a little misaligned, like they're waiting to be stitched together. And Chloe says... Oh, I'm also in charge of stitching uh, these things together. You're doing a great job. Oh, Look at that. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Compliment sandwich, Brighton. Compliment sandwich. <laughs> Compliment sandwich, yes. And he walks He walks over to it and just puts the shroud back over the, the body uh, parts. As he's doing that, I'm just going to say, I'm very interested in this sort of thing too. I've, I've um, as you can see, I've had skeletons and other sort of... Uh, Things like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he promptly flicks the, the shroud back over to let you take a look at all the, the body parts. Fantastic. Look at this. So what kind of thread is this? Um, 500 weight? <laughs> he, he hurries back over to his bed and comes back with this old, dirty bent needle for suturing and just this yeah. thick uh, blue cotton hanging off the edge of it. He's like, I've almost, I've, I've almost run out. I, I use, I okay. use the majority of it, um, creating a, one of my masterpieces, which was to look after the uh, the people we had locked up. It was a wonderful job. Oh, okay. What, what does that one look like? 
I think we might have killed that one. <laughs> I've never seen anything quite like this before. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure when you see uh, my next piece of work, you'll be marvel. You'll marvel at how amazing of a job. I, I noticed that this one is all um, from female um, donors. We might not even need. Um, we might not even end up needing these ones. Uh, if I'm being honest. What What are you gonna? What's this one planned for, though? Uh, well, I got. I just do what the every what the what the abbot asks of me. So I don't really know what it's for. Okay, just uh, a lady, a dear lady, made from different parts. Yep. Where, how do you select these sort of parts? Where do you, where do you, where do you get these parts from? Oh, we've got a couple of fire, um, family members who often go down into Kresk and return with body parts for right. for us. Prime I don't, I don't even know why I'm telling you all of this, Ross. Well, you come in here listen to my, <laughs> you come in here listening to my music and I feel like I owe you something. You sing like a no, canary. No. <laughs> no, I'm just admiring it. You know, I like it. I think I, I like to admire fine work like this um, maybe pick work. up some tips <laughs> mm, I hope you don't <laughs> so the, the habit brings these to life <clears throat> yeah uh, yeah. I just put them together the habit brings them gives them the life they need teamwork oh, is this how this basilica was made um, and he, he doesn't say anything, just has a big smile on his face. Uh, why don't you go down and, and say hi? Yeah. Shall Set we? my hopes up. <laughs> I'm going to be the girl of your dreams, not Strahd's. <laughs> that would be... Can we get that wedding that dress? Be, hell yeah. <gasps> we can She's have a reunion episode. <laughs> Isn't that what we need the wedding dress for? Or does she already have one? I bet she doesn't have one. Not one that fits anyway. It's, uh, Might need some alterations for yeah. all the mismatched <laughs> right. bits. Is, it, is she going to have a bustle? Will that be a thing <laughs> that she'll have? Um, and Cloven starts uh, heading towards the sea. He, br- he puts the shroud back over the, the body parts um, and, and says, come on, why don't you come on? Why don't I bring you down to the abbot? Yes, please. And he stops at the top of the stairs, looks back at you all and says, is it is it quieter? Has it got a has it got a quieter? Yeah, the wind is dying. That's him eight, isn't it? Yeah. And he looks. I mean, you 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 stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> and he just puts one finger. Up, he's like, ah, that's that. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. And the little baby head. Because there's no music playing at this point, their eyes are open again. And it looks like it's trying to say something, but all it gets out are these kind of guttural uh, <laughs> noises. And you can see that it's got this weird serpentine split tongue in its mouth. Um, um, and it just, and Cloven sort of rubs down one side of its cheek. It's like, it's okay. And heads downstairs. <laughs> Are they like big cloven and little cloven, or are they separate? They are cloven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. American's uh, looking visibly ill. <laughs> I I really do love how twisted this has gotten for poor American. I feel like she has felt the majority of this. Um, hot, this what's been going on. Anyway, would you like me to move you all downstairs? Yeah. Yes, please. Sure. <laughs> 
everyone's like, I, oh, God, what's in there? <laughs> uh, it's going to be pretty good. Um, I, put, I think I've put all of your tokens just outside, so let's move them in. Uh, I don't know what kind of oh, way. And there's like just a bunch of these skeletons making their way uh, down the stairs as well. Are, they, are you going to bring them? Yeah, I'll bring them with me. I'll have to. You're muted. Oh yeah, Reagan. Not Am just. I, I think you, you. I think you just went oh, really you've, quiet. You've come back. Oh, I don't know. It's okay. I don't know why. Super um, quiet. Yeah, really quiet. Mm, give me one moment, and we can fix that up. I'm sure. Uh, Are we bringing the skeletons in or not? Yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> they have to be within <laughs> thirty feet of me. Yeah. All right, that's. Wicking. I feel like nothing. Nothing will shock the abbot. Yeah, look at this place. He'd be like, finally, someone who gets it. Yes. Yeah, you make your way Man down. The, you make your way down <clears throat> the stairs. Uh, Cloven at the front with Baron next to him, um, heading down the stairs, uh, and Cloven sort of just calls out, "Abbot, you've got some, you got some, you got some people here to see you, Abbot." Um, and you can see the man that you saw down at Dimitri's house, the one that raised Dimitri's son, sitting at the table with this stunningly beautiful young lady, probably early 20s. Um, uh, have we got a description? I'm sure I've got a description there for you, but let's, uh, let's find that for you. But you've basically moved into this main hall. You've got this um, incredibly long table with maybe 14 places at it, uh, seated at it. There's a cauldron that sits on an iron rack above a fire in the hearth behind them. Uh, and above the fireplace mantle hangs a golden disc engraved with the symbols, uh, the symbol of the sun. In one corner, a wooden staircase that you've just come down. Up across that hallway that, uh, of where you've just come down, there are further stairs down and around a corner to a lower floor. Um, there's wooden dishware and, uh, and gold candelabras neatly arranged on the table. Um, and she, and sitting at the table is that young woman with beautifully soft-looking skin, and she's wearing this torn and dirty red gown. She, her, autumn, uh, her auburn hair is neatly bundled so as not to sit on her shoulders, and she seems lost in her own thoughts. The abbot, for now, isn't ignoring you, but he seems to be in the middle of something, and he's holding utensils and looking over at the young girl who's also holding the utensils. And and um, he says to her, okay, if you could just take a bite. And there's nothing to eat, but she mimics um, cutting something, like holding something on a plate with a fork and cutting, making the cutting movement with a knife. She places the knife down next to the plate, moves her fork into her other hand and mimes eating something off the fork before swapping the fork back to the other hand and placing it next to the plate on the table. You're swapping your fork? What are you, American? <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and the abbot says, you're, you're, you're coming along so well. Well mm. done, Vasilka. Now, if you don't mind, I have some people to uh, discuss things with. Just wait here for me, please. And he stands up <laughs> from the table. Stands um, on the table. Stands up from the table. Okay. Uh, and just slowly starts um, walking around the table. Um, yeah, I'm surprised to see you here. What, what brings... Cloven, you're welcome to leave. Uh, what brings the rest of you to the abbot? Uh, the abbey? 
Um, Baron, <laughs> so chill. Baron, I'm surprised to see you. <laughs> Baron, with you uh, at the front of this crew, you see Cloven turn to head back upstairs, um, and he's kind of pushing past all of these skeletons uh, that mm-hmm. are clogging up the staircase. And he's like, he's just bumping through, excuse me, excuse me. And he's bump, pushing and bumping. He's being very, very polite to these skeletons. Thank he, you, Cloven. Thank you for your hospitality. <laughs> um, he makes his way upstairs and, uh, yeah, disappears upstairs. We made it. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a nice church Abby. is it is it i'm <laughs> just compliment you know four stars on trip <laughs> and you can hear um from upstairs the music from the veil kicking in again oh and the abbot closes his eyes for a moment and just says isn't he magnificent oh oh yes mm. couldn't agree more mm. a real maestro well first what? of all, first of all um, he says as he as he closes uh, the distance between you. He, he's maybe fifteen feet from you. He's still sort of moving towards you. He says, first of all, I'd just like to thank you for for doing something that I've I've never been able to bring myself to do. You've done you've done huge things for me this day. We have. Oh. And that would be... We didn't, we didn't do that on purpose. I've, I've never had the, I guess you could call it courage, to put to put the Bellevues out of their misery. And it looks like you've done me a great service today. They started attacking us. I understand, I understand. They, um, when they first came to be, I... Uh, I, I was the... I, I, when you bring life to something, the last thing you want to do is end its life. And I thought if I could either find the strength to put them out of their misery or maybe just keep them locked up here. Um, <clears throat> but you've made that decision for me, a decision that I haven't been able to make for decades. Decades. So Some are you still alive. Back to life. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Both of yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I think we've, yeah. we've skipped over something here. You brought them all to life, did you? That is a long story, but to cut it short, yes. Um, did you say there was still some alive in there? Oh, a handful. They're having a turnip dinner at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't saving the turnips for something else, were you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the abbot says that's a... Since you've done what you've done so far, would it be asking too much to get you to take care of the rest? Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. I, we felt pretty bad about it the first time. Yeah, we didn't really mean to. I mean, because some of them were kind and some of them attacked us. The big guy attacked us. Some of them are indeed kind, um, but each of them with their own madness. There's, you never know what you're going to get with a Bellevue. Bellevue? What's this name, Bellevue? What do do you keep saying that? Uh, That is, man, this this is a very long story. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> Dude, I don't even want to get started, bro. Um, he, he, <laughs> he gestures towards a table, towards the table. He says, why don't we sit and I can maybe talk to you about what's been happening here? Sure. Sounds good. Um, While he pulls up a seat. Yeah, he finds uh, a place at the northernmost end of this uh, table and and takes a seat. And Vasilka still mm. just sitting in place quietly. And the moment you get close enough, you see that she, while still incredibly beautiful, looks to be made up of different body parts. She too has been stitched together but it's such an immaculate job here that you can barely tell until you are close enough. I knew it. Oh. Um, and, and the abbot says, what is it you'd like to know? What is your aim here, abbot? And he gestures out towards the whole abbey. He says, with, with this? With Vasilka, with, with this, with what's happening down in Gretzk. I thought that might we, be... How- I thought that might be what you were asking. It looks bad. I get it. I'm trying everything I can do to rid Strahd of his curse. I figure if I can find Strahd a bride, then the curse all over Barovia can be lifted. It is something he has confided in me before, his loneliness. Do you think that he will take just any bride? Take a look at Vasilka and gestures over to her. She... Is perfection. Who would Strahd be to turn down such a beautiful young lady? I think he's got his heart set on one particular lady, right? Oh, uh, well, the, Baron. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I should say. No, Brian's right. Don't you know he only has eyes for Irina? Yeah, or but what's your other name? The spirit of his beloved. That Tatiana. one called uh, Tatiana. So you mean to marry her to Strahd? No, no, we don't. Well, that's... We do not. Well, that's where I come in. Mm-hmm. Sure. And Vasilka. Yes. Yeah, and she's Vasilka. a good-looking woman. Not, not too good-looking. <laughs> Irina uh, just, like, gives you a little smack on the leg when you say that. <laughs> you know, she's, you know, she's nice, nice girl. Looks like a nice girl, you know what I'm saying? Fitting. Well... Oh. So you, so your plan is to take <laughs> Vasilka and convince Stride to marry her. Is that the, is that the plan? Um, Stride confided in me that the one thing he needed was something that was driving him was just wanting nothing more than to escape Barovia. He doesn't want to be here. He mm. doesn't want to be stuck. In this cursed land, the, uh, I believe the only way for him to have this curse and the darkness of this place brought down is to give him a means to to remove that loneliness. And I mean, come oh. on. And just as over to Vasilka again. <laughs> oh my God, honestly. I love the fact that Strahd has confided in the Abbot and the Abbot is spilling his guts within two minutes and then he is. So good. I bet every t- every person he runs into a quest, you know, you know, Strahd has confided in me. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that. You got a name it's, drop, you know. It's just a massive name dropper. No one talks to him, right? 
maybe because we're the only ones to be up here in a hundred years or something. I'm just so, like, oh, really? You think as beautiful as she may be, he is obsessed with the soul of his beloved. Without that, surely there will be nothing there for him. But American, it's like you know when you break up with someone and you think, oh, I'll never, I'll never have as good as that again. And then you meet someone new and you think, oh my god, I was, what was I thinking? And you looked back at the old, old relationship with rose-colored glasses tonight, and I, then I, you know, you're in. I mean, yeah. whoever, you know, you, you might know, be right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> in close to home. Um, oh. Yeah, like look at Vasilka. He's probably. Whew. <laughs> There, wow. This seems overly simplistic. <laughs> She's a teen American. <laughs> there, there is I mean, like, if he hasn't fallen in love with me, uh, would she <laughs> have a chance? Obviously, about the soul of the beautiful visage. There is uh, a, a little bit of a similarity between Irina and Vasilka, like very similar hair, very similar body shape, very similar mm -hmm. face shape. There is okay. an effort here to create what he thinks Stride is, is after. It's by it's design, like, is it? He's... Mm. Uh, so I, you're I telling want, me, oh, uh, Bill? I was just going to say, I want to know how Baron feels about Vasilka. <laughs> We've just met. Okay, she's obviously the most beautiful woman in the world, but still, <laughs> obviously. <obviously. laughs> <laughs> so you, you're saying that you think that the curse that Stride is under is just loneliness, and if he wasn't lonely, he would be able to leave uh, Barovia. If uh, we can cure his loneliness, then maybe he can stop with the games in Barovia. And maybe if the curse isn't broken, at least the people within Barovia can live a normal life. Hey, I don't know, Abbott. It's a bit like, you know, when you think all your problems are because you're single, but really you need to work on yourself first. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And what does Vasilka think of this? I'm going to look at her and address her. Vasilka looks towards you and opens her mouth, but nothing comes out. There's no, no she is sounds. Perfect, right? <laughs> oh, got him! <laughs> 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 1950s comedy. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, sorry, we haven't actually started working on a speech yet. Start with the calorie. It's the uh, when <laughs> one of Strad's biggest turn on is from the outside in. Yeah, you got to fix that holding the fork and switching hands thing. That's that's not on. When you create a human um, in the means that I have, it can be quite difficult to ever get the vocalizing right. Mm. And uh, I mean, these other things you've created. What do you call these? They're certainly some kind of inhuman amalgamation of creatures and human. I mean, what were you thinking when you made these things? I can't help but be appalled. As I mentioned, the, the story behind the Bellevues is one that goes back 100 years to when I took over the uh, Abbey. I had full intentions to come in here and look after the ill and home, house the poor and, and help bring a shining light to this part of Barovia. Um, and it wasn't until I met the Bellevues that I realized how hard of a task that might be. All of them sick with leprosy. I uh, gave them salvation here within the abbey walls, and uh, I was hoping I could find a cure for their diseases. 
and uh, it seemed that nothing I could do could cure this family from their woes and their ailments. How's oh, a family? You uh, already here? What was that? Sorry. I said they're all. They were already here. The Bellevues were just a family within Kretsk. They uh, they're just a normal human family with leprosy. With you know, with leprosy. Um, I worked with uh, some people from Velaki to find a cure for their leprosy after many years, and eventually their their wants grew quite twisted. Oh. You do know how many many people they've killed, right? All those body parts have shown up from somewhere. They, to my knowledge, have not harmed any of the people from Kretsk. They may remove the bodies from Kretsk, but they never uh, damage or kill anybody. The dangerous ones I've kept locked up and and for the most part are now gone. But don't you see when they take the bodies from Kretsk, the, the misery they cause the families? There's no dignity in that. Habit. Having your belo- loved ones dug up from the ground and dragged away to this, this factory of spare parts? The greater good, Morley, were trying to remove the curse from Barovia. The bodies were dead. The souls trapped here in Barovia anyway, soon to be reborn again. What is a body in Barovia but the ability to make change? And he looks to the Baron. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, you're not, not completely wrong. I mean, it's a... Baron? Well, the, way, the way you go about it, though, you know, like, we noticed that you had dug up someone's family from their backyard. I mean, I, I would at least knock. <laughs> Sometimes the Bellevues don't quite do as instructed, and they have been known to take more bodies than is needed. Well, I mean, where did they get all these animal parts? Is that something you've done? The animal parts. That is partly myself, partly them, and partly Strahd. Like an animal made from different parts. When the leprosy was cured, they started looking at other defects that they had, other birth defects, and they wanted me to cure those as well. Um, And when I started finding means and ways to remove certain birth defects, their requests became more twisted. They wanted the speed of animals and they wanted the the toughness of the animal hide, and their requests became more and more twisted, and I fought for years against the idea until he arrived and showed me how it could be done. Who did Strahd? I knew him originally as Vasily, and he came in and gave me the powers to be able to make the abominations, the Bellevues, became. I could replace limbs with those of animals. I could replace their skin with the hide, thickened hides of lizards and and beasts. But what came with those changes was madness. Each of them changed in some demented way. 
I mean, just mm. don't do it after the first one then. Why did you keep doing it? You lost your mind? I'd stopped. I did stop. But then they started They started breeding. Oh. What a sick zoo you've created. And I didn't have the strength to end them. They were just... I knew them too personally. They were a family that I once just wanted to help. Uh, I gotta be honest, we thought you were evil to the core, but uh, it seems like you're in quite a bind here, a moral quandary. But I can't help but still feel sick at some of the things I've seen here. I understand, Molly. I understand completely. This has driven me half insane living here with the screaming and the, the yelling, the need and the want to create perfection to cure this this curse. You seem very calm about it, if I'm honest. I've had a long time to think about it. That's the other thing that I don't get. The length of time you've had. Yeah. It seems unnaturally long, if you catch my uh, my meaning there. And you're looking good. Well, not that good. Well. <laughs> <laughs> like, that that was a good callback. Old? That was a good callback. <laughs> He's no Vasilka. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he looks across the table. Um, would you say that all of you look the age that you embody? He says specifically yeah. to the, those with the pointed ears at the table. Yeah. <laughs> Roundabout. Yeah. For what I am. Yeah. Uh, I have my secrets, and I don't feel the need to reveal them here. To you today. Neutrogena. <laughs> <laughs> Drop your regimen. We need to know. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna watch Green him. Powder. He's he's getting up at three a.m. like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna wait for him to like, tuck his hair behind his ear and see if his his ear is pointy. Yeah, you haven't noticed. Um, pointed ears at all. You've, you've, <laughs> where's that gust of wind? Bring that, bring that <laughs> gust. His ears going to just be like flowing in the wind. It's gonna like Damn it, he's drop. more. <laughs> yeah, he's even more attractive now. <laughs> That's Fabio. <laughs> Get the Fabio quotes out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what now? What brought you to the Abbey? To be we, honest, we thought you were evil. We thought you were a bad guy. Suspicious. We were suspicious. Why do you want a wedding dress? Why couldn't you just, if you can bring people back to life, why can't you pop down to some sort of store and just buy your own <laughs> wedding dress? Why do you need that as payment? Good question. That's a very good question. Um, I can't exactly send anyone within these walls down to Valaki. I know that there's nothing in Kretsk that I could grab, and I figured I gave Dmitri a rather big favor and asked something rather small from him. All I need is that wedding dress, and I can start the preparations. Have you spoken to Strad about this plan? I have spoken to him about what binds him here, and his need for his long-lost love. And I believe with this body, maybe, definitely, I can capture the soul 
of his beloved and gift this to him. He can just... <laughs> There's a soul catching involved. That, <laughs> you didn't mention that bit. You didn't. You left. You conveniently left that out. It's not reliant on it. I'm hoping that the looks and she is stunning is enough. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's so good. I really can't emphasize it how hot she is. That's <laughs> so white. I mean, like Strand's gonna get there. And go fucking hell. Yes, thank you yeah. very much. How does she use a fork? <laughs> Done. Let's go. No, no, I don't it need to broken. hear her speak. This is yeah. perfect. <laughs> It's like, so how was your day? And just like not responding. <laughs> oh, spin off, spin off. <laughs> Strat- the oh, don't be like that, dear. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the silent treatment yet again. It's like I'm in the dog box. <laughs> I love how he keeps saying, you've seen how beautiful, like, he generally can't understand how we're not like, no further questions, you she is hot. You're right. Honestly, <laughs> his plan is better than anything we've come up with yet, and I respect that. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it, maybe it's not so crazy. <laughs> we could take her to dinner with us. Yeah. That and is a brilliant set them up. She can, yes, yes, <laughs> she can stand in for Irina because we obviously wouldn't be taking Irina to Castle no. Ravenloft. No. So we'll take, maybe he's a Hindu. Maybe he's into sort of the arranged marriage kind of thing. Maybe that's he's like, oh, I've been waiting for this. Brilliant. Thank you. It's a wide, wide shot. But <laughs> it's fucking hot. I think you'll, I think you'll notice she's pretty hot. <laughs> that's what you're saying too. We could put, potentially like throw our voices to make it look like she's speaking. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> you're looking so handsome. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I, you did mention that you you did a big favour for Dimitri. You brought his son back to life. You were there, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, that was amazing. How did how'd you pull that one off? <laughs> and he looks over to your skeletons. Yeah. What do you mean, how did I pull this off? Well, are you implying that my skeletons are the same thing? They're of a similar thing, but no, yeah, not the similar, same. but not the same. No. Yeah, I he, can't do that. What was Dimitri's that? Dimitri's son is is alive. He's back to his normal self now. Yeah. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's something implied there, but... So he's when, not... When you bring someone back, just like the Bellevues, it doesn't always go 100%. Does it ever go 100%? Look, I haven't done it much. Uh, what do you record? Has <laughs> <laughs> it ever gone 100%? <laughs> This is sick. Playing with the emotions of this family like this, life and death is not a game. I'm five and two. Best is 93%. (laughs) (laughs) If there's any change to Dimitri's son, it'll be minor. It is the same as having his son back. It's not the same. What's wrong? What's the difference then? Just explain it. It can be as minor as a small uh, attitude change or... Problem with teenager, and he's at the age where it could be hidden within any normal growth, so it's fine. It's not 
fine. <laughs> it's more fine than him being dead and the Kreskov name meeting an end, is it not? Is he undead, technically? No, no. He is, he is very much alive. Okay. Can, he, can he carry on the bloodline? He can absolutely, risk-free, carry on the bloodline. <laughs> what? What do you mean by risk-free? No, yes, they do. Oh, that's the change that might occur. Maybe I didn't need to add risk-free. I felt I had to add risk-free. I felt that I had to add that. Dolphin is great. I love him. Don't worry. Not shooting blanks. Get us brewing some world cat plus juice. I will say on on this on this point, I do agree with the abbot. It is much better for his son to be back with his parents. He won't be. He won't be creating any Bellevues of his own. If that makes sense. Mm. American just like pale and pained at this discussion. Yeah, the abbot has noticed um, your discomfort in this conversation. This is me. This is me knowing a little bit about American. Me, the DM, not me, the abbot, knowing a bit about American's uh, story, and the abbot notices a little bit of discomfort on your face throughout this entire conversation about the idea of bringing something back to life. Um, and the abbot turns to America and says, you weren't looking very pleased with me last night when I returned Dimitri's son to him. Is there something you need to say? Um, she just kind of freezes up um, and, yeah, just just pauses and, and, and just shakes her head and closes her eyes and she says, I've, I've seen... I've seen people like you have promised such things before. It ends badly. What I did for Dimitri last night was purely because of the words of the gods. They didn't want to see the Kretzkov name come to an end, and I could help stop that from occurring. I'm sorry if you've been promised something that was not delivered American, But I didn't make any promises to Dimitri last night. I just delivered the will of the gods. She just slowly nods and looks down. <clears throat> oh. Well, what now then? I was about where, to ask the same from, thing. Where to from here? <laughs> <laughs> If you would be so obliging, I would like you to take care of the rest of the Bellevues. I need to hear one thing from you before we do such a thing. I need to know that you're deeply sorry from the bottom of your heart for creating these monstrosities, that you regret playing with life and death like this in such a callous, unthinking way, that it pains you to the very bottom of your soul that you let this occur. Give me an insight roll. Okay. Okay, I can do that. Oh, I've rolled a 13 plus 4. He looks at you, American, and says, American, what has happened in this abbey has been horrific. It has disturbed me to my very soul. 
and over a hundred years, many of those doing things against my will, I wish more than anything that I could take some of that back. And you can see straight up that he's, it's not that he's lying, but there's a bit of pride that he's been able to do the things that should be undoable. Okay. So he's not truly filled with remorse. It's tinged with pride. You, you get from it that maybe um, maybe he wishes uh, that the Bellevues had all come through without any kind of madness, that it had actually just all worked flawlessly. But he doesn't seem to regret his actions of um, trying to change and create these these creatures. It's a power that he found from this man once known as Vasili. Hmm. So he seems to still have like an arrogance of, of power to him. Right. Hmm. So I'm trying to be measured to it because I'm like, I can't just be like, no, you're definitely evil because you play with the undead and then like Baron Byram's just sitting there like <laughs> chilling out being my friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they're, not, they're not undead though. They're, they're living. These things, these things are not the undead. Well, they're all, not yeah. the undead, but there's like there's playing there's with a life. Bit of, there's a bit of thematic overlap. Yeah, we yeah, say. Yeah. Mm. Um, they're more unnatural than undead. Sure. Um, I'm going to respond icily. I see the pride in your eyes. You can't fool me. So that's a no. Why do we have to do your dirty work? You're powerful enough to do it yourself. Why don't you just man up? I've been trying to find that strength for many years, and you've come in here and done in a blink of an eye what I couldn't do in decades. What is it? What is it to you to finish the job that you have begun? What is it to you to take personal responsibility? Very well. I'll, um, I can keep the status quo. I can continue as is and continue seeing, searching for that strength, for that, for that penance for my actions. And should I find it, I shall put them out of their misery. He won't change. What do the rest of you say to this? Just find it. Just find this, find this courage you seek. Just do this it. Is your, this is your responsibility. And you'd have, me, you'd have me kill Cloven. You've met Cloven. You'd have me take Oh, not him. It's not him. He's chill. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Bellevue. Where do you draw the line? You didn't draw the hey, line Cloven. when you went into the... <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Where was the line that was drawn with those that were slaughtered earlier? Well, we, you know, thirty foot radius was the line. <laughs> yeah, 30, <laughs> exactly. It was yeah. an area of effect yeah. damage, so mm, we didn't actually. Uh, yeah, there was a different line. What's the yeah, circle? But um, more of a circle. Um, yeah. Mm, you know, I don't. I don't. I think this is something you're just going to have to live with. I mean, you participated in it, you created it. I don't think it's fair. I think you're going to have to start doing a better job of looking after them than you're, than you're doing, though. I mean, this is inhumane. That's what the laughter was as well, inhumane laughter. <laughs> inhumane laughter. Yeah. Can we do a collective um, persuasion rule because we're trying to guilt trip him into taking responsibility? You can try. You can, yeah. Um, give us four rolls. Each, everyone give me a persuasion roll as you're all pushing. Um, okay. I feel like we're not, I feel like he's not going to budge, but it's worth a try. I rolled 15 minus one. I rolled a uh, 19. Plus five. 
I, I rolled a three plus eleven. <laughs> it's eleven. I've got a plus five on persuasion. I thought that was a lot. Nineteen plus five. Okay. If I rolled I like- decently at all. I like how I rolled a 15 and you rolled a 3 and we both ended up with the same score. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, kind of my thing. Yeah, There's some good is. rolls, though. I think this well, guy's getting up from the table, marching straight down and going on a stabbing spree. No, I, I yeah. want to persuade him to look after them better, not to kill them. Oh, I shit. I was persuading him to kill, him. <laughs> to kill Okay. Him. Yeah. So, but each of you are stating your case. Some of you suggesting to look after them. Some of you suggesting to, to murder and finish what has begun here on this day at the Abbey. Which, which is it? Do I look after <laughs> them and allow them to continue living within these, pardon me, within these walls? <laughs> <laughs> Good manners, though. Good manners. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> pardon me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had garlic bread earlier. Um, <laughs> oh, Australian one like that. You want me to meet with them for a Do I leave them to their own devices within these walls and allow the same things to occur again? Do I let them, do I remove I... their f- freedom of choice and stop them from being able to do what they want? Do I slaughter them and remove the Bellevues from this world completely? What? Leaving none but myself and Vasilka here? I say they are too dangerous to exist. They, the ones that have been locked up, there are padlocks on the sheds of the most dangerous. There was, there was, it's no life. Security keeping the semi-dangerous within their walls and the non-threatening ones have, uh, have been left to guard duty or recovery uh, or feeding uh, duties. Abbott, how dangerous was the one that you had kept on a bollard outside? She was just mental. With the... With the... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> What an habit. (laughs) (laughs) The compassion Uh, of this man. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, um, I think, Abbott, from my point of view, I think you've got the right plan. You're doing, you know, it's basically treating it like uh, many societies. Some people need to be institutionalized for their own good. But the problem is that they're not being looked after. They've got dirty troughs out there. They're being, like, uh, mistreated. They're stuffed into a room where they can barely fit. Baron, it's been decades. We've tried everything, and what we have here has led to the least amount of mm. carnage and threat. I think to just like clean up the place. Have you, have you heard of a broom? You know, <laughs> fucking sweep. 
maybe put fix up those troughs of food. You know, they've got holes in them. They've got dirty old food. It's just not nice. No, I'm I'm done bargaining with this guy. Honestly, Ooh. Ooh, okay. I'm done with the rehabilitation aspect <clears throat> and him avoiding all the. He's just trying to avoid responsibility, mm. and he's just prideful and abusive, and he's trying to get us to do his dirty work, and I don't appreciate that. Yep. And the the and so he we we did his persuasion rule, but then it was like, what are you actually asking? Because I think I think most of us are saying, well, why don't you kill them if you want to so bad? But Baron Byram's the only one that's kind of like, oh, let's rehabilitate them, right? I think it's really only one of you at this point mm. that is worried about the rehabilitation. If that's correct, Bill, I think you're going, you're all down for just getting rid of these creatures. Same with Morley. Same with American. Well, I'm, yeah, I am. I am more of the mind that look, if they need, like that, he said this was the decision he wanted to make, but didn't have the strength to make. He wanted to kind of end them, wipe them out, and if that is his decision, then he should be the one to do it. That's where I'm coming from. Not, oh yeah, murder, murder, murder. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say as well. But he's clearly not having a bar of it. My perspective is basically the choices are give them no life or end their life. And I think mm. he, the better off, the better thing, and the less risky thing for Kretsk for everybody is to end it. We're gonna have art therapy. <laughs> sort of. Or thing. the VL, VL. Yeah, you know, it's um, just a tricky thing. You 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 have to either get rid of all of them, or none of them, because, like you said, they're breeding. And just, oh, you can get rid of all of them but one, <laughs> and then they can't, and then they can't breed. Which one? Yeah, but there's two Ivan. here. Like there's um, Vasilki. Vasilka. Vas- yeah, but she, she's, be- she's betrothed to. Um, uh, and she's oh, and she's she's, not, she's closer to the flesh golem than she is the Bellevues. Oh, uh, she's uh, she's is she undead? Uh, let's have a. No, she got constructor. She's. I will give it. I'll give you. A she's action. unreal. Yeah, she's a construct. She's a construct. Okay. Same as that flesh golem that you um, killed. Can so the, the fact that we have differing opinions within our party mm. makes a collective persuasion role um, difficult. So what should we do? Okay. The, I, think the, the, I think we go with the, the person who had the highest role. Which was Adam. Um, I think the abbot, hearing both sides coming at you, he says, let me just let me just get cloven for a moment. And he closes his eyes. <laughs> he, why does he need cloven? He closes his know, eyes. Kill, kill, kill and the music <laughs> upstairs stops. Don't um, start there. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to guilt trip us now. <laughs> what? what? Um, and you wanted him dead, boy. <laughs> you you hear um, some staggering across the the <clears throat> roof, of, uh, the ceiling above you, and down the stairs um, comes Cloven, and Cloven says, "Well, how how can I help? What can I do for you, Abbot?" Um, and the Abbot says, "These fine people have." helped cleanse this abbey tonight, Cloven. They are suggesting that I finish the job, and that includes removing all of you Bellevues from the from the abbey. Do you understand that, Cloven? You won't 
you want me to you want you want me to leave? Yeah. Um, and the abbot says, "No, they want me to take care of all of you, remove you from life." The abbot stands and grabs one of the knives that is placed at the table, and he says, "Cloven, I need you to come here." Wait, 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 wait. Oh, what? Not cloven. And he puts up... <laughs> he puts, no cloven. He puts up one hand Talk towards to you, hand. Bill, and says, Cloven, I need you here now. And cloven looks at all of you seated at the table. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And slowly makes his way over to the abbot. Um, he walks past all of you and makes his way right next to the abbot. And the abbot looks at all of you and says, I've known Cloven for 28 years. I've seen him, I've seen the birth of Cloven. I have seen him grow into the man you see in front of him. I have taught him a lot of what he knows. And you're telling me that you want no Bellevues alive here in this abbey. Is that correct? Not what I said. Yeah. Are you yeah. fucking you're deaf, mate? You're, you're taking it too far. Where is the line and who Cloven. and who rules it? <laughs> keep telling you. We keep telling you where the line is. If you don't want it still feels like you don't want to listen. Anyone that could play a, a musical instrument. <laughs> <laughs> so I should I should retrieve Otto. Well oh, give him a oh, flower. Uh, sure or, or as you may know him, asshole. I believe you guys That's the way he said it. <laughs> Oh, oh. This, you, are, you are twisting our words. You're trying to become a guilt-tripping... No, Merrickan, I am well, merely stating that it is not an easy choice for me. This is why I have been painting over this decision. Each of the Bellevues in this abbey is someone that I know, someone that I have seen grow into who or what they are. Whether it be mental illness or deformities, I have come to know each and every one of them, and I've wanted the strength to put them out of the misery. And I'm saying there is no line. It's a blur. If I kill one, I may as well kill them all. Why should Cloven here be any different from the others that are being kept watch? Because he's great. <laughs> we love Thank Cloven. You. We love Cloven. Um. I mean, if you care so much about them, why would you pile them up in a room to the to the hilt in dirty conditions, torturous conditions, where they are feral and wild? That's not the same. They're obviously different. Before that, they were murdering each other and, and the atrocities that they would inflict upon each other were horrendous. The only way I could... The only thing I could do was separate them in, in different ways. Keep guard. Give them the fear of, of leaving those cells and making sure they were they were fed every day. Well, if you don't have the strength to do it, I will. And I put my cup down on the table with purpose. This, this I will take... I am willing to take away the lives of those who have committed atrocities. I'm willing to draw that line for you if you wish it. I just want the suffering to end. I don't want these half-lives to continue this way. I'm with you, Mirican. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm the strength that you've shown to start what I could never do. I'm glad that you are willing to finish for me. I want to um, 
sigh and with a sense of resignation um, say, I know what it's like to not be able to make hard decisions when you're too close. And I, I can take that burden from you. I see that now. Wait. Yeah? We do this for you, Abbott. Then you are in our debt. You owe us. You owe us big time. We'll get what? you your wedding dress, but what will you do for us? What would you need from me? Well, and I'm going to take in my, my friend's expressions for a moment. We have a different way that we might want to rid Strahd of his curse. And um, we want to know if you've explored other options. You mean to kill Strahd? I mean to rid Strahd of this land once and for all, and all lands. That's right. Molly, I'm not even sure that can be done. Well, well Molly's going to lean across the table and, and kind of... How close is he? Oh, he's not. He's no. This would be lame if I try and reach across four people. Slide down the table like like a pig with an apple in its mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, forget that. Forget that. Do a flip (laughs) over the table and parkour across the table. You better be damn willing to try, Molly. I have, I have a lot more strength than I am showing in front of you, right? Right now, I may not have the mental strength to be able to take care of the issues here at the Abbey, but I'm wondering whether I have the physical strength or even the magical capabilities to rid this place of Strahd. His power. I'm willing to do what you may be asking. I'm just not sure how I could help. Um, He wouldn't be alone. He he sort of, he thinks about it um, for a little bit. Um... Maybe, maybe there's something I can offer. Maybe there's something I can do for you. Let me just think it over. Um, um, yeah. Can we still have to ask him about what he was talking about that soul transfer because that was a bit freaking me out. Oh, that's right, I American. That's not something I'm actively doing. I'm, there's, it's. I am not one to kill or do harm uh, to those living. I should wherever his loved one's soul be. Whenever the body it is in passes, I just hope that I her soul finds this vessel I have created for Strad. Can you do that from a distance? Take someone's soul away and then put it into another body? Uh, it's not something I have the ability to do. Well, or how are you going to do it? I, it's not something I was planning on doing. It was, I was hoping for fates to guide the soul to this vessel. Oh. Here, like a stretch, here, isn't it? <laughs> here in here in Barovia, those that are trapped here, the souls, they view, they find um, themselves in new bodies. Usually, those of the usually newborns waiting for souls. But I have created mm. a body without a soul in the hopes that I could catch catch hers. Uh, mm, well, mm. hope that she gets killed. We're kind of trying to stop her from passing away, so that's awkward. I mean, he doesn't know. He doesn't yeah. know where the soul is or who has yeah, the soul at the moment. Know that the soul is sitting right at this very table mm. with him. Awkward. Mm. Does he? Uh, Man, I'm yeah. trying really hard to find this note that I have, which is something that he can do to help you guys out. He can um, make us. I want him to make us a vat of holy water, 
And we just carry around massive jugs of holy water and pour it all over Strad. Um, he's got a really badass thing that he's, he's willing to help you guys out with, and I'm just trying to find it now. Um, there's like so many different notes for all of the different pieces. The American, could we create a hose, like a powered pump action hose or something that yeah. could fire yeah. holy water yep. 50, 100 feet? Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. I can con- I can use my control water spell. Oh. And just okay. like splash holy water wherever I want. You could make it become a stream and like move around, hit him super soaker and circle him and yeah. super soak him. Make it yeah. rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Could we make the clouds themselves holy? <laughs> that sounds like a bit of an ask even for an abbot. What you're asking is not something I am able to do. What I can offer is my services. Should should you need anything raised from the dead, I am willing to help out. Maybe two or three times. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Look, it, t- it does take its toll on me. But if you need my services, I can be there to so raise. So if someone dies. I can bring you back. Mostly. Free life, type three. Yeah. Um, explain mostly. Sort of the whole thing with Dimitri's son. Never can quite tell if you're bringing them back. A hundred percent. He's not going to elaborate any more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I could also offer any healing that you may need. Any, I can use healing touch. It's basic. It's a spell that I have, and it lets you get cured of things. As if there's anything ailing you, I can remove that from you as well. He's like shopping himself around now. <laughs> I could do this. I could do that. If you need a, if you need back rub, uh, maybe. <laughs> Healing rub. <laughs> Everyone tells me I have magic hands. Oh God! Who's <laughs> that guy? Well, let us hope we do not need such services. But I appreciate your offering them. Okay. I still think, as as a player, I'm like, mm, I, I think he's on. He could be on the right track with the zombie <laughs> zombie bride. Should we like offer to like give it a crack with him? Convince the soul what? of Tatiana. I just feel like he, he won't. Fall he doesn't for it, need though. the soul. He's definitely hoping to end up with a soul in it. But he's no, no, he I mean, the body's Stride. All oh, right, Stride is set on the goal of Tatiana's yeah. soul. I think we know and him that well. He hates his brother. He just killed his brother again. But but he's, wouldn't yeah, it? But, but wouldn't Baron. it be kind of cool and funny if at least we tried with the zombie? Yeah, and I mean, Abbott would yeah. appreciate it if we were like, oh, yeah, we'll take it. I think it's show up. how hot she is. <laughs> yeah, have you seen her? Did you not listen to what he said before? It's pretty hot. Look at her. He's like, dang, for God's <laughs> sakes. Like, the best, the best leagues that have ever been. <laughs> have you seen Vasilki? <laughs> <laughs> oh. mm. She is. Um, the abbot puts the knife back down onto the onto the table and says, oh, no, that's that's the Cloven. <laughs> you, Cloven, you may head back upstairs. Uh... Okay, uh, thank you. Um, and he heads back to the stairs and, and upstairs. This time you you don't hear the sound of the viol playing, just 
him walking across the room and like loudly uh, collapsing onto the bed or what you assume to be just like a collapse onto the bed above. So, American, you'll take care of Cloven as well. No. The agreement I, I said was... Only, only the depraved ones, the ones who can do nothing but commit harm to others. So you'll want the keys to the sheds? I suppose, if it must be done. And he... I'm going to look around the table and see if everyone else is just like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, what? I do, I'm, I'm diametrically opposed to um, murdering all these pathetic creatures. Okay, what about everyone else? Because I won't do it if everyone's like, no, this is uh, but, yeah, terrible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think it's, uh, I kind of... You know, I showed my hand pretty early here when we walked in. I'm all for the mercy killing. You, you know that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's I'm Mr. Mercy Killing. <laughs> the poster boy for mercy killing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even get to know them. He just assumes it's a mercy killing. <laughs> mercy <laughs> killing. <laughs> Sorry, it was an evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mercy not having to think about it. <laughs> and Bill? Yeah, I mean, I think I said before, there's basically, it's no life for these things. What is and for some of them, though? We, we agree that would only kill the ones who are so depraved that all they crave is violence and will only cause harm to the ones around them and their life is hell. My only problem I'm with that is that he said that they, are, his problem was that they, um, have children, they breed, and then the cycle continues. He wants complete genocide. That's his goal. That's what he's asked us. And now we're saying, let's just kill the ones that are um, really beyond saving. But I think it's just prolonging the problem. Well, it's actually ending a lot of the problem is the point. But not for long. Well, just don't. Well, mm. If they're not crazy, they won't just, I don't know. I mean, the other, and the other question is just because you find some that are crazy now, what about the two that were sitting under the in the fort that were giggling? Are they crazy? Do they deserve to be killed? I, I keep specifying the ones that only wish to cause <laughs> violence, right? But you don't, maybe they yeah. will cause okay, violence we don't do, tomorrow. We don't do anything. No, no. We, we, we don't do anything. <laughs> we, 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 we kill Otto. <laughs> They're mongrel folk. They are mongrel folk. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see a, a difference between um, the mongrel folk that we have encountered and old uh, old mate uh, Cloven. Do you? Cloven is a mongrel folk. Yeah, yeah, yeah he looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's not made of animal parts though. He is. Yes, he's he got is. a crab hand. He's got a bare yeah, paw for a foot. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a he's got a second head that's he's a quite lizardly. Performer. He's a gifted, it's like it's like in New Zealand how you can commit crimes apparently if you're a good if you're good at sports. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Cloven is good at sports as well. By the way, is he? Yeah. Oh, I knew it. I knew oh. from the look of his crab hand. I thought that is going to be great on the tennis court. <laughs> a mean forehand. Maybe we should get them all to fight to the death until there's just one left. It would be close. That sounds down. less cruel. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was being facetious. <laughs> I, I've said I'm happy to kill up to Cloven. Everyone else. Everyone Otto on the bottom is, floor. Out, out on the security gates. I'll take care of Otto. 
I really need <laughs> bags auto. No, me. Just Morley's already out like halfway out. He's already out the door. Hmm? Is yeah. Just like getting his sword swinging arm ready. Just like, mm, mm. here we go. Yeah, no, was mine. This, this game is obviously pro- like, sorry, out of a yeah, bit yeah. music for a second. This game is obviously providing us with a moral quandary that we have to solve. And mm. it feels like sometimes we will have to take actions that aren't, you know, completely 100% pure of heart and mm-hmm. sparing everything and everyone. And I think that if we did not do something, then we would be prolonging misery for almost all of them. I feel like Cloven has the best chance of a life where he wouldn't be miserable or, you know, having a horrible time every day of his life. He's happy to just play his fucking violin and drink his drink. <laughs> and he'll, he'll die soon enough of gout. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should give them all gout. <laughs> Too much of a good it's like, Well, our choices are A, mercy killing, B, leave the status quo and pretend that we wash our hands of it and we have no hand in it. Um, C, um, spend the rest of the game setting up the best institution with the best practices yeah, and yeah. funding that money can buy and role-playing building a society for these poor creatures so we can give them the quality of the life that Abbott, the Abbott cannot. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's no great answer to this. I just wonder, for my one, it seems like a complete genocide when you could just leave, say, deal with your own shit, Abbott. You you fucked yeah. it up. Mm. Or we because could just release them, them all onto the land as a blight, but they have their freedom. And then yeah, we're like, well, technically your hands are clean. <laughs> like if a bunch of people die, well, we get No, I, would, I wouldn't do that either. I mean, I don't think, yeah. the way he's set it up is is um, as close to a solution as any normal society would do. Uh, he's just done a sort of a substandard job of it. Yeah. But we could um, go and murder them all. I mean, <laughs> hey, for, for, for a bloke that took care of 90% of the problems single-handedly with the old yeah. <laughs> I, I thought they were attacking like, us. You don't even have to look at it. You can just, like, cast your spell back into that room again. Know, That's just, it. Say, That's do you it. want me to destroy everything in the building? <laughs> yeah. And the abbot's like, fuck yeah, yes, please. I was going to call the exterminator, but seeing as you're here. <laughs> and, well, what, here's the thing I want to know. It do you think that this is exacerbated by the entire Curse of Strahd thing? So the whole area of Barovia is is making life hell for everybody and there's obviously a lot of diseases caused by it. Is this, if we were to get rid of Strahd, would this somehow dissipate? So the abbot told you that uh, Strahd, under the pretense of a man called Vasili, gave him the abilities to create these creatures. So whether that means it would disappear with Strahd or not is whether or not this is still an ongoing spell versus something that is just occurring now. Mm. Can't risk it. Well, so we don't know. So yeah. I will I will go with um, – I've said my piece, so I will support what decision you make. Looks like we're on for a murder. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Oh no! I think it has got to be a solemn, swift, um, dignified affair. We need to figure out. A, yeah, that's what we're good at. Mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll punch Otto to death slowly. 
<laughs> just hit him on the head over and over. Like, oh. My name's Otto. Why did I, just you wonder, I think we need to, if you're going to do it, then you need to start with all your favorites. Because like otherwise it's going to go around. Yeah. And you're so now you get, want Cloven dead. Is that what you're saying? Basically. I mean, no, you know, why are we killing all Well, Otto then. Otto, okay. Yeah, why are we killing Otto too? Kill. I'll take care of Otto. Don't worry about Otto. Why don't we just kill the violent crazy That's one? That's what he said in this. Well, it's fine. We'll just come, <laughs> we'll come back and kill them if they turn into murder, into we'll murderous psychopaths. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, we could give Otto a job. We could we could employ Otto. To, Sweet. To do what? Let's take Otto with us. <laughs> what do you mean to do what? We, when you employ someone, you give them a job. What is yeah. the job? He'll uh, he'll feed, he'll feed the horses and clean the wagons. Uh, right. Yes. Well, feed the horses, I mean. I his chopped up body parts will feed the horses. <laughs> <laughs> he'll dig up bodies for us and bring them back to the abbey. <laughs> <laughs> Otto, Otto can act as like a stable hand. He'll be good. He'll be good. As, as interesting as this is, I feel like we maybe we maybe need an ultimatum <laughs> in order we... to move move things along. Yes. My my vote is we kill everyone except for Clover. So you want to I... kill Otto? So you... mm. oh. I'll kill Otto. I don't care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> we know you'll kill Otto. You okay. it a bit. Okay. <laughs> I hate these ethical <laughs> dilemmas. Right, They're yeah. fantastic. They're so good. Let's start with the, the ones wanna... we all agree should we all unequivocally agree should die. The, so you're like the, the ones in the shed. American. What do you want? I think to it's do? easier to just say who should live, which we all agree is Cloven. Let's <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> who should live. Yeah. Yeah, we so all stand Cloven. Cloven. Just Cloven. <laughs> the two Cloven is actually Strad's best man. Oh. Yeah. He is Strad. He is Strad in disguise. <laughs> Yeah. And this was how you end the curse. This was it, and you oh, failed. Yeah. Um, then you've got your two at the security gates, Otto and the reptilian friend that you uh, had into. Both of them gone? Okay. So don't, it's just. No, not, what? Don't, we don't even want to learn the name of the reptilian one. I know you did. <laughs> I, think, I, make it harder I think we should them. only kill the violent psychos that are just like wild and insane. What about the starving ones? Yeah, what about though? the hungry ones? The ones mm. that attacked me purely because they were hungry. Uh, I quit the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I'm guessing they're unable to be ever feel full. Mm-hmm. Um, I can answer that for you, and I'll say no. Oh, so they can be fed. They can be not. fed. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Okay, well, I'm not going to say any more. <laughs> I will is, do whatever. The worst. Do whatever you want. All right, You've, someone back me up. I'm going in there. I'm getting out the sun sword. I just want to move it forward. I just want to move okay, it forward. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, to go with Morley. I just want to be decisive and have this over with. I've said my piece as my character, mm-hmm. and I'll feel guilty forever, um, and let's just do it. The abbot says, if you're looking for the violent, the very violent ones, and only the violent ones, you're going to need this key. And he hands that key over to the table, over the table to you, American. Um, the sheds in the courtyard. Those are the only ones that will attack and try and kill you. Okay. What's the um what's the ratio of violent uh, offspring to non-violent offspring? Just out of interest. It's not high. It's not high at all. That's the only ones that you're at risk of are the ones that are locked up in those sheds. How many of them? Uh, let's have a quick look at the one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine. About nine of them. There's about nine. Well we won't even need the key if we get a bit of sickness, Ray. Going in there, we can just kill them from afar. Yeah, that's true. true. I can only do that one more time. And the ones left uh, in the in the rooms, 
what, you're, what? You're, you're leaving the you're leaving the rest. Oh no, we'll, we'll take care me. of them as well. Don't worry about them. Okay, good. Let go. Let go. Cool. So that's the the woman holding the baby, the two under the in the fort that were giggling, the starve room of starving ones. Yeah, I'm no, I'm I'm literally just I'm literally just asking the question so we can move forward. Are those <laughs> mm-hmm. are those all the ones that you're you're killing? I think we only kill the violent ones, otherwise we'll feel like monsters. Yeah, well, we already it, feel like Abbott, monsters. But how about if we just take care of the violent ones and then you can just let the other ones live out their lives until they die of natural causes? What about that? Then you then, then you you're all understanding the quandary I have lived for decades now. This is exactly why nothing has happened, and the cycle repeats. I let the lesser violent ones live mainly carefree but they breed and create more and with every generation ah, yeah so i'm gonna throw a couple of words at you here chemical castration <laughs> or just put them in different rooms have you never thought of that that's stupid <laughs> this is brutal <laughs> I know it was going to go Miracle, down. This like is exactly the genocide. situation I am in. This is why I've said oh, that I have pain you, over this. You did say that the likelihood of an offspring being violent is very low. But with every generation, Bill, there's a little but, less human in those that are born. But put them in different rooms. Like the rooms they were in. There will be room in the rooms if you stop them multiplying. There's plenty of free space down there now. I don't know if you've been down there in the last 25 minutes, but there's at least look. This like, is, you can keep all the girls in one and then all the boys in good clear out. I, I think I am proving my point here that this is not an easy decision. You don't know who should and shouldn't su- survive this day. I th- I think that that is a good point, though. You could just separate them as in, like, a prison with a male prison and a female prison. You're not going to have any more. Honestly, it's basic biology. I think yeah. I would know this. You this guy's like, like an animal breeder run amok. He's just like, <laughs> oh, I can't stop them doing it. And it's like, yes, you can. <laughs> you should you be on a episode of Borders. At what point do you become okay with removing free will from a living what is effectively still human? Well, you, you're advocating for murdering will. them. That, that's quite a removal of free will. <laughs> and, free have will. I, and have I done that today, Baron? No, or but you're this... asking us to. Because you've started it. You've started, <laughs> yeah, I'm, you've okay, started what well, I have continue, not been then. able to do. Great, great argument. <laughs> you started Wait a minute. it. You what, thanked what, us. What are you talking about free will for? And then Morley just points at the key. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the violent ones. I am getting very oh. tired of the circuitous <laughs> nature of this conversation. Are, are you willing yeah. to remove the Bellevues from this abbey or are you not? All right, let's kill the violent ones and take a take a punt on the rest of them. Take a, five take a punt. Take a let's, punt. Let's just what put them mean? in different rooms. Well, he, he's <laughs> going to have to manage it when we're gone, but let's just well, clear he, he like just. Let's just clear out the baddens. He shakes his head and says, I owe you nothing if all you are doing is removing nine from my heavy. I owe you nothing. And this is... Yeah, they've already got... This is nine. I've already got them. I've already got them taken care of. They uh, they will find death locked away in those rooms, in those sheds. Yeah, see? He's just going to neglect them to death. If you're not willing to finish what you've begun... If you're not willing to help me with this situation, then I owe you nothing, and I must ask you to leave. 
Okay, guys, let's just kill them all. I don't know. He's just gonna he's just gonna abuse them and neglect them to death if we don't. Yeah, I think and we this can't is gonna just let them loose on the yeah. world, and then they're gonna go in, out and kill people. And American, no, I have no interest in harming the people of Kransk or Barovia. No interest in that. Mm. That was kind of just grab, me as a player, but I'm gonna get the key, <laughs> and I'm gonna say, okay, let's do it. And yeah. we're not gonna stop at the violent ones. We're gonna kill all of them because Except that's what we have to do. Okay, because this is. Basically, um, like I said, a mercy killing. They, they, they've been mistreated for generations mm. by this monster. So this, I'm going to grab yeah. the key and I'm walking out the door. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to follow solemnly. And the it's, skeletons it's kind of will like, move out with you, Baron. It, it's yeah. kind of like we're the SPCA and we've come into a house where someone's just let all their cats breed willy nilly and they're all sick and they're all dying and they've all got like the flu and feline AIDS yeah. and we're just like. Man, we just gotta, we just gotta get. Oh man, this is bad, and we just gotta give them all lethal injections and move on. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Irina, Irina, and Ismark, without saying a word, walk out into the courtyard um, and head out of the courtyard. And and Irina turns around to you, Morley, uh, and says, "Do what you have to do, but I, we're having nothing to do with this. The, the." Burgomaster of Barovia and his sister cannot be seen advocating these actions. And they both leave and walk out. I just, uh, before she says that, I just want to say, this is neither of your burden to bear. Remove yourself from the premises. Uh, I've spoken like I'm running an off license all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> um, <laughs> and both of them um, just head, head out. <laughs> Uh, maybe to walk back to Kretsk. You're not sure at this point. Now, okay. I think the, the the best way that we deal with this isn't with an initiative roll and you rounding yeah. up and us having things. So what we're going to do is we're going to just cut um, to the wagon uh, filled with skeletons and the mm -hmm. few of you that can get onto this wagon, riding it out of this completely silent Abbey. You've made your way. Morley meets you on the path between uh, the Abbey and the security gates, um, sheathing the sun sword, and continues with you on the journey back down the hill to Kretsk. What we see is Otto and his friend dead uh, at the gates, and there's no more screaming. There's no more laughter. There's complete quiet coming from the Abbey at this time. But you do hear the viol um, kicking in shortly after the ringing of a bell. Getting Dicey is an independent podcast, so your support means the earth to us. Check out our Twitter at Getting Dicey for links to our live stream and how you can support us further. We live stream once a week, so come check out the costumes, overlays, and filters that we use to help make watching that little more exciting. Uh, we also have a link to our Discord, so you can come chat to us and each other about D&D and what's happening in the campaign. Uh, lastly, if you're liking what we're doing, we'd appreciate that you rate and review us on iTunes. Every little bit of support helps.